Ah, greetings and welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a website and a lifestyle dedicated to assisting individuals in living a life without definitive expectations, where we can certainly set ourselves up for disappointment. In the previous six podcasts, we've explored a number of number of concepts, a number of ideas, uh, particularly with mindfulness, where we set intentions and dealing with life changing your brain, changing your thoughts and changing your actions, having a particular type of psychic change, not a crystal ball type of change, but a change in neural in neural pathways. And today what I'd like to talk about is a bit of the science behind mindfulness. We can always ask people to jump rope. Jump rope is good for you, so jump rope. And without anything behind that. Okay, so the message which can interest and hold people must have depth and weight. There has to be some validity, there has to be some efficacy, which is, does it do what it says it's going to do? Okay, does jumping rope make you feel better? Is jumping rope good for you? Uh, And I'm sure that many people have just told you to do it. Perhaps your parents at some point, Mike, in your life, uh, you ask them, why do I have to do this? And what do they say? Because I said so. Because I told you so. Mm-hmm. And that works for a while, does it not? <laughs> oh, no. You don't process it. You're just like, that's a stupid answer. And you just your mind rejects that, doesn't well, it? Oh, sure. After a while, when you get mm-hmm. over the fear-based uh, type of reaction, then uh, then it becomes, uh, you, you pay no attention to it. Exactly. Okay? You pay no attention to it. Prove it to me. Mm-hmm. Prove it to me. <laughs> so uh, I found a uh, nice quote to begin today's podcast with that kind of sums up mindfulness being in the moment and the idea of action and effort, Mike. And it comes from a quote quote by Nikosi Johnson, uh, and it says, do all that you can with all that you have in the time that you have in the place where you are. Hmm. Do all that you can with all that you have in the time that you have in the place where you are. So going backwards with that, in the place where you are, tells me which what our mantra for fishing without bait is, where are you at, and what time is it? You are right here, and it is right now, in the place where we are, doing all that we can, marshalling our focus and our will, paying attention on purpose, doing one thing mindfully at a time, dealing dealing with white what is right in front of us effectively effectively so Mike the adult brain remains open to change throughout the adult lifespan it used to be in the past where you would hear someone say this is the way I was raised the tiger can't change his stripes I'm stuck in a rut I'll never change I'm sure that you've heard that certainly many 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 times from people so what's been exciting for in the last 20 years the human race has learned more about the brain in the last 20 years than in the history of mankind mm-hmm. since dust, since two dust molecules collided with another. And that concept is called neuroplasticity, which basically means a flexible brain. Okay, So the plasticity part of it means it's interchangeable. It can be massaged and moved and, and, and changed. So what I'm going to ask you to do, Mike, is I'm going to ask you to do an activity now that perhaps you can describe to uh, our listeners. Uh, so what I'm going to ask you to do is to pick a sentence out. Pick a sentence out. Just uh, any pick, sentence? Pick a sentence. 
Like a uh, sentence. That... <laughs> All right, I'm going to go elementary here. Okay. <laughs> what is a... All right, so I'm writing it down here, uh, and uh, I got uh, C-spot run. C-spot run. We're going very elementary here. Well, we're going to go a little bit. We're going to get a little bit uh, further than that. Okay. okay. Uh, let's let's use this sentence. Jim is in love with the sound of his own voice. Oh, okay. I'm familiar with that one. Yes, Jim is in love with the sound of his own voice. So tell me, Mike, uh, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. You're right-handed. So what I'd like you to do is write that sentence when your non-dominant hand, which would be your left hand, I'd oh. like you to write it in cursive. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. That's a long sentence. <laughs> Jim is in love with the sound of his Jim, own voice. I, I, oh, it's been so long since then. Jim. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is. So tell me tell me what's going on. Uh, one, I'm thinking about it because I can't remember the last time I've done cursive. Oh, I remember how an L is made. There you go. Uh, and it's just taking a lot of concentration. Yes. And it doesn't look too pretty. Well, we're not uh, going to be grading penmanship. Oh, good. Oh, good. All right, I'm about halfway through the sentence. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it's uh, well. There's a little level of frustration. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's good. a little bit of uh, you know, just kind of. I say it, it's taken a lot of brain power here to be able to do this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say some of these letters are complete. Uh, uh, guesses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, or I'm just going to go bank signature for the last couple of, couple of these. O I C E. So the idea. Right. So the idea here, Mike, is my hunch is that you even had to, you even had to pick on on how to hold the pen in your left hand. Right. Right. Uh, just kind of switching that up gets a little weird. Uh, and we're going to show that to the people on our live stream here. I should probably take a picture for uh, we'll put it on the blog as well. So the idea is, it's unnatural for you to hold a pen in your left in your left hand, right? Because when have I done that, right? Um, I wasn't I wasn't taught that. I wasn't grown up to to learn it. That's not a pattern of behavior. No, it isn't. Absolutely not. So my thought is that you had to concentrate and think mm -hmm. on how to make a J. Yes. With your left hand. Yes. My also hunch is that you had to actually connect your eye to your hand and the paper, focusing attention mm -hmm. to to make that work, to make your hand work. You were trying to will your hand mm -hmm. to make a J. Mm -hmm. That's the focus and concentration that it takes to create neural new neural pathways. Mm -hmm. So if you were writing that sentence with your right hand, Mike, how long would it have taken you to write uh, it? Probably, probably half the time, because I probably still would have made a connection, because again, I can't remember the last time I've written a cursive. It would have taken you moments. <laughs> would, you exactly. even, would you even have to really concentrate or look at no, the, look not, at the, look not, at the not a whole bit. I mean, I had the ha thing halfway written in, in, in regular uh, text uh, before we we got going in that spot. So you could have talked to me and written that sentence that exactly. And I was trying to narrate. That's the other thing because I, I mean, when I'm podcasting, you know, I'm doing a lot of things, turn a lot of buttons, especially when we do video versions of the shows down here. So I'm used to doing that kind of multitasking and kind of trying to pay attention to a few things. As we've discussed, always a bad idea, and I always miss stuff. Obviously, uh, but then I'm trying to do that and talk about it and illustrate it for our audio audience, and it just took me obviously, as, as you heard, forever. <laughs> Well, sure, and and again, the 
the penmanship is not the issue. Right. It, the idea is the focus and concentration that it takes to create to create neural pathways. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about basic brain facts, Mike. Okay. Uh, your brain is basically three pounds pounds in your body containing approximately a trillion cells including a hundred billion neurons a hundred billion wow that's a lot isn't it yeah so how do neurons talk to each other they do it by bursts of chemicals which are called neurotransmitters from other neurons mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a computer mic on switch on or switch off so just so that's your ones and zeros basically yes. okay and what it tells you is whether it fires or, or whether it knots okay mm-hmm. telling them to fire or not so a typical neuron fires five to fifty times a second Oof. and keep keeping in mind how many neurons you have in your brain so your brain's a powerhouse a powerhouse so, of activity I mean, this and this is electricity that's happening in your brain in your head so i mean when 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 you're thinking you have a very uh, a rough day and you just feel so tired because you've been using this mm-hmm. a lot up here mm-hmm. that is physically exhausting because you are using more energy right? absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so each neural signal is like a bit of information like a computer right that, that holds information right so and all that information that's floating around inside your head we define that broadly as a mind all this this information okay mm-hmm. so you have the hardware and so what you what you have is the information which and, is which is basically a mind. there's an operating system in there that translates all that from the software to the hardware basically sure so even though the brain is only approximately two percent of your body weight it uses 20 to 25 percent of the oxygen and the glucose that you take into your body hmm. so and again which is why the mind-body connection Food affects your mood, and it's so important. Uh, just like, uh, what does a computer say? Garbage in, garbage mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? So everything that goes in here, I'm pointing my mouth, yes. ends up up here in right. some fashion. Okay. So let's let's do a little bit of, uh, imagine some little bit of mathematics here. So the number of possible combinations of 100 billion neurons firing or not is, a, is approximately 10 to the millionth power. Wow. That's 10 followed by a million zeros. Mm-hmm. Uh, to put that in some type of perspective, uh, the number of the atoms in the universe is estimated to be only 10 to the 80th power. Mm-hmm. Okay? So imagine, imagine what's going on inside, inside your brain. Imagine the, the, the activity that's going on. So your brain works as a, as a whole system. Okay, so these things takes place almost in an instant, instantaneously, uh, which means that there has never been a computer that can even remotely, remotely function like the human brain. And that's why we're talking about artificial intelligence. We're really grasping at straws when we're trying to uh, make that equivalency, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So what the uh, with the activity we just did previously, uh, the brain's capacity to learn and change is called neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. So mental activity, like you just did, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, helps to shape neural structure. Help helps to shape it. So is it is that uh, we often say, you know, I learned something. I got a new wrinkle in my brain. It's kind of like that kind of concept, right? Well, actually, that's where the plasticity comes from, because if you've actually seen the human brain, it's full of folds. Is it not? Right, right, right. So the greater number of folds, the greater number of connectivity. Is is that is that a, a. I guess a medical fact? Yes, okay. absolutely. Oh, wow. So I thought we were just a funny thing we said. <laughs> no, no, no. 
No, not at all. So when our neural networks are busy uh-huh. by just what you did there, right. when they're when the neural networks are active, which means that they require more blood flow, which means that they require more glucose and oxygen. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're you're placing more of your body's resources to creating creating those those neural pathways. Okay. 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 So when neural pathways fire, they the more that they fire between those particular gaps between those particular thoughts, you're strengthening that synapse, which means that the those synapses wire wire more together. They wire. You're wiring it together. So on the contrary, when we You've heard the term, use it or lose it. Okay? <laughs> so what happens is, actually, when we don't use those neural pathways, they wither. So that's how, like, oh, I learned, uh, so, 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 okay, I learned how to play trombone in high school, and I really haven't touched it for about 15 years. Yes. It's probably not going to go too well if I pick that thing up. Not at all, because mm-hmm. you've you've lost those, those neural connections, the, the hand-eye coordination on how to... Mm-hmm. On how to do that. And this really kind of connects with, if I can make a, a slight tangent here, uh, I, I've spoken a lot on some of my other casts and, and, and read a lot about, you know, hey, you know, you're not good at painting just because you were born that way. You're good on doing it. You're, so basically, when you become a good painter, become a good uh, a graphic designer, be, become a good musician, be good whatever it is, they say the time it takes that time it takes that thousand hours it takes that thousand hours to get good at it and get all the wrinkles in your brain and connect all those in that uh, skill I guess absolutely so our brain is designed to learn through experience Mike exactly like the brain is designed to learn through experience and again I'll refer to the twelve step world where it's often uh, suggested that. It's difficult to think your way into behavior change. Right. We have to act our way into thinking right. Right. We act our way into thinking that way. So, actually, emotional arousal facilitates learning by increasing this neural firing. Mm -hmm. So, imagine some of the most memorable experiences in your life. Okay. Normally, Normally, they were surrounded by powerful emotional experiences. Right. Let's say the birth of a child. Right, right, right. A wedding. Mm-hmm. So normally a birth of a child is is accompanied by extreme joy, is it not? Right. Well, I hope so. Well, sure. So <laughs> so the emotional arousal increases, increases, increases your neural activity. And that's why you remember that so vividly? Absolutely. Hmm. So by by what we're doing, by what we're doing with this mindfulness adventure, and when we ask people to increase positive experiences, okay? okay. When we ask when we ask when we ask individuals to be kind to themselves. We just connected a neural pathway from this podcast to a previous those are, one. Those are those are positive <laughs> emotions. And remember, emotional arousal is the best way to increase and maintain Neural connect- so what you're saying, so so say you're having your issues and 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 you know you keep thinking about the past. So there is something to getting yourself out there, making new experiences, making things happen. Being you know we talked about a few casts ago, uh, live out loud, and uh, we've been putting that on the Facebook too, and uh, that becomes bigger in our brain, vivider in our brain, vivider. Oh, uh, and that overshadows all the bad stuff. 
Well, certainly. So let's look at adolescence. We've often talked about the beginner's mind right. and having a th- the, the fascination of a, of a three and a four year old. Mm-hmm. So actually, a youngster, a youngster, Mike, has three times the synapses that you and I have mm-hmm. in in our brains. Okay, and and as we grow into adolescence, we can lose up to ten thousand of those neural connections per second. Per second. Remember, we have plenty of them. Right. However, we we lose them, which is why look at look at young children. If you've been to the zoo, if you've been to a place like the aviary, uh, a conservatory with lots of flowers, people bring their children there. Do they not? Yeah. When in kindergartens, children are constantly being stimulated. Are they not? Right. You've been in a, you've been in a you've been in a lower grade classroom, a kindergarten classroom. Not recently. Well, no. at, times, at times you have. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of colors on the wall. There's a lot of things. I can vividly remember sitting in kindergarten class and not caring what's happened up there and looking at the, the this thing over here and the color wheel and this and that and boom. So they understand that you need stimulation. Mm-hmm. You see, you, we need to stimulate our brains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the idea here today is that what we tried to present is a few basic a few basic brain facts. Uh, and on our next podcast, we'll be getting deeper and further into the becoming the observer behind this thinker. The observer behind this thinker. So, Mike, I'm so glad that you were able to participate in this activity. For those of you out there, I would appreciate if some of you would try this. Try writing a sentence in cursive with a non-dominant hand. Perhaps do it with a friend. And we'd love to hear hear the results and hear some of your experiences with that. And as usual, any comments, any criticisms can be directed to us. And uh, my friend Michael will let you know how. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, D.C.